0: This is Building Resilience Podcast, Episode 108, The Resilience Symphony. Welcome to the Building Resilience Podcast, where you will learn all about building resilience in yourself and helping others build it too. Drawing from the principles of positive psychology, neuroscience, and coaching, I will help you face all the challenges and adversities that life throws at you and help you do more than just survive. I will help you thrive. I am your host, Leah Davidson, and I am a certified life coach and speech-language pathologist. I will help you manage your mind, your emotions, deal with your stress and your overwhelm, and lead a more purposeful and joyful life. Let's get started. Hey friends, how are you doing? I hope everyone is doing so well. I really wish this could be a two-way conversation because I love hearing from you makes me think back to my good old days when I worked in a bank, which I shared a bit with you about that last week. And even though I didn't like banking because people wanted to talk about their investments and obviously what to do with their money and all, I wanted to talk to them about was them and how they were doing and about their families which as I shared last week, that led me back to realizing that my calling was as a helping professional and I went back to do what I knew I should have always stuck with all along in that therapist world and I became a speech pathologist. But I kind of feel like how I did back then a bit. I want to hear about you and what you're up to, what you're struggling with, what's going well for you. So I wish we could have a two-way chat and I could hear from you, but never hesitate to reach out. I do love hearing from my listeners. All right, so last week, I shared with you a bit about my personal journey and how over the past couple of years, I've been doing a lot more trainings, pretty intensive trainings in trauma coaching, and most recently in professional resilience coaching and consulting. I've been working with the Forward Facing Institute with Dr. Eric Gentry, who has created an incredible program. This is like a compilation of his work for over 40 years, I think. And I had Dr. Gentry actually on the podcast last year talking all about trauma and self-regulation, which is his specialty. And I talked a bit about him last week. And I mentioned that I have been doing trainings with him. And he has created an incredible evidence-based program. Like I think there's 18 publications, peer-reviewed, out there that support the tools that he uses as a protocol for preventing and resolving compassion fatigue, secondary traumatic stress, and burnout. And I introduced those things to you last week. And I'm actually using a lot of his protocol with all my clients. So if you think that coaching is fluffy and willy-nilly, then think again, because many of the tools I teach are from this evidence-based program, or this evidence-based protocol, I should say, that is peer-reviewed and in well-respected publications. And I combine these tools with many of my own tools that I've learned from the Life Coach School, and then, of course, my own background in education and training in cognitive communication, which includes a lot of neuroscience and communication and executive functioning and memory. So, Coming up in this year, I really want to share more with you about what I've been learning, what I've been using with my clients, especially since I'm starting to support more and more helping professionals like myself or caregivers who suffer with burnout and compassion fatigue and stress. To really help them build more resilience and create a more joyful and purposeful life. And like I said last week, if you're unfamiliar with some of these terms, especially things like compassion fatigue or secondary traumatic stress, I think we're all familiar with burnout but may not necessarily understand exactly what it means, then stay tuned because I'm going to be doing a lot more episodes on it and I'll have a lot more information on my social media. So make sure you're following along with me on Instagram and Facebook at Leah Davidson Life Coaching. Now, these tools that I talk about are ones that you can use yourself. You can actually teach your kids, which is so awesome. And I think it's kind of neat to know that they actually have been used and studied with helping professionals and caregivers. So people who are working in areas that require a lot of giving and these tools work. So I think that speaks volumes. And speaking of volumes. I wanted to share with you what these tools are and share with you some of what I'm teaching and coaching with my clients, how specifically you can build your resilience. And I came up with a way of explaining it in which I hope will be interesting, fun, and easy to understand. Hopefully it's going to make sense because I call it the resilience symphony. Why resilience? Well, because the solution to so much of our suffering is found in resilience. So let me explain. I kind of look at it like we can be in different phases, almost like different levels of burnout and overwhelm and stress and fatigue. And we always have to start with awareness or recognition of where we're at. So the initial starting place where we enter in sort of the start of the address on our GPS. Now we need to recognize that there are different phases. So I'm going to take you through these different phases. I'm going to share them with you almost like building blocks from the bottom up with each step getting more and more advanced. Or you can think of them just as different phases that we're progressing to. And so let's start with the base phase. So at the bottom phase is what I'll call true burnout. And I like, if we're gonna compare this to my symphony analogy, I like thinking of this as being in a phase where you hear no music, nothing is playing. Now, I have a hearing loss on my right side, pretty significant now that where I pretty much have no hearing on my right side. And I always joke that it's my quiet world on the right. So if you talk to me on my right, it's at a point now where I won't hear you. So I always try to position myself appropriately if I want to hear you. But sometimes I like my quiet world. But this quiet world that I'm talking about with burnout is not necessarily deliberate. It's more that you have run out of steam. You've hit a wall. There's no gas in your tank just completely shut down. So you really are in a quiet world and there's no music playing whatsoever. So in this level, this phase, you're feeling pretty helpless and hopeless. You probably aren't gonna be trying any strategies. You've given up, you see no point, you're completely stuck. And you likely feel like you can't make things better. There's nothing that you can do. So often there's some learned helplessness there too. But you think unless something drastic changes, you're not gonna feel any better There's no music to be heard or to be played. Now, if we progress a step up, the next block or the next phase is that you can start to hear some music or rather maybe you can pick up that instrument or something random is playing, but it's not sounding great. It's sort of sounding chaotic, very random. There's really no music to follow. It may just feel like a bunch of noise, but at least there is some noise. So maybe you see the possibility that it's there for music to exist but you're not necessarily trained to hear it or trained to play it, but you see that it exists. So there's an awareness. You don't know how it works, but you are aware that music exists and you may start to have a little bit of hope. Now this brings us to the next building block or the next phase, next level. This is where you can truly see that there is music to be heard and played And there is potential. So you're starting to feel a bit more brave and courageous. And maybe you want to pick up an instrument. You're listening. And you can actually hear the different instruments. You're intrigued by what sound each instrument makes, how it contributes. So this is where you start to identify each instrument and pick up one at a time. And you start to play. Now I'm going to interrupt this analogy for a second to tie things together and relate it to life. Because I don't want you getting too far off track if you're not following me. So see if you can recognize where you are. The first phase, this burnout phase, where there's no music, this is where you feel helpless, hopeless, and think your circumstances need to change. And if they don't change, nothing in your life will get better. So it's a quiet world, but not in a good way. You may feel very much alone, not feel very optimistic at all. You're truly suffering in silence. Now, the next phase, this noisy, chaotic stage, is where you may start to feel a little bit more hopeful. So maybe you're doing some things. Maybe you had recognized you're in burnout. You're randomly trying to do things that people are telling you might work. Maybe you're reading a couple books here, attending a conference there, watching some YouTube videos. Maybe you're listening to a podcast here or there. Many of us do that. We listen. We consume. We try to apply. So it's like we can hear the music, but it's disorganized we're unsure how to play the instruments. So we try to follow along as best we can. We may feel more hope, but it's a little bit haphazard and chaotic, but it's better than nothing. And you can play around in this stage for a while. I think a lot of people do. They try to teach yourself the instrument, pick things up, listen, and many people will stay in this stage figuring things out one piece at a time, but there is more. We can get to the third phase. And this is where you can identify different instruments and then you can pick up a couple and you can start to play. And this is where you may be like, you know, maybe I can take some music lessons. Maybe I can actually learn this instrument. And maybe you want to learn it even faster. So instead of following along, like learn it on YouTube, you get yourself a teacher because having a teacher will help 10x your results, make it go 100 times faster Maybe you're going to start taking lessons and classes, and you're going to start practicing on your own. It may be a bit clunky and slow. Now, I remember taking piano lessons at the beginning, and it sounds very deliberate, not very natural at all. It's very clear when somebody is in the beginning stages. They still need the guidance, and they still need the practice to keep learning. But at this phase is likely where you would want some support. So you might hire a teacher or a coach. And this is where I find many of my clients come to me. They're in this phase. They might have been, you know, following me on social media, trying different things, randomly listening to a podcast here or there. So they've moved on from being a little bit more chaotic and they're exposing themselves to the music, but now they really wanna learn how to play the instruments. So many people may stay in this phase for a while too, just playing and practicing and listening, and they want to start learning more and they start playing. So now I'm just going to share a little bit of more detail. We're gonna sort of zoom deeper about what's going on at this phase. We're gonna look at the different instruments. Because there are four main categories, and I'm going to assign each one of the tools that I teach to each category of musical instruments. And these are the categories that make up the Resilience Orchestra. Now, there are five R's altogether, is what I call them. So they're sort of the pillars of what I teach, the five R's. Well, actually, there are six R's, but we've already discussed the first R, which is basically recognition of where you are and what phase you're in. Now, the remainder of the R's fall into this third phase where you're learning music, and then the fourth phase, which we'll get to in a little bit. So let's go through the instruments, the R's that make up the Resilience Orchestra, and I'm going to go through them one by one, and probably down the road, I'll do a podcast on each R. Now, the strings is the first instrument, and the first R stands for regulate, and this is the first R in my process. This is the first tool I teach because it is the foundation to absolutely everything that you do. And I put it under the strings because I love the strings the most, and they are actually known as one of the most important instruments in the orchestra because they generally play the melody. So regulation, what does it even mean to regulate? And I am talking about self-regulation, although there are different forms of regulation. You probably heard people talk about emotional regulation and co-regulation, but I'm talking about self-regulation. And often if you can self-regulate, it kind of takes care of things like emotional regulation. Anyhow, that's a little, a little side note. But self-regulation is the process of establishing safety in your environment. So it's monitoring your body, where do you feel the tension of the stress, as we often call it, and then actively relaxing your body, preventing it from staying in an activated state or in what we call the sympathetic state. Now, it's different than just relaxing your body, but relaxing your body is a big piece of it. Now, regulation is imperative because without regulating, you can't use any of the other tools that I teach. With my clients, I teach them like a step-by-step guide on how to do this. It's a process that I've learned from Dr. Gentry that's, like I said, evidence-based. And at the time of recording this episode, I'm actually working on a short video course that you'll be able to sign up for where I teach you the exact steps to take. So again, if you do nothing else, learning how to regulate in the way that I teach will change your life. I know that sounds dramatic, But I kind of feel I can be dramatic because learning how to regulate on a daily basis, hourly basis, sometimes minute basis, has literally changed my life. So I feel very confident in saying it will also change yours. Now let's move on to the win section. And the win section is our second R, which stands for reframe. Now, I've talked a lot about reframing on the podcast. We've talked about the importance of mindset, of choosing your mindset, the importance of being aware of your thoughts and choosing thoughts that serve you and changing your thoughts and using certain thoughts to empower you. We've talked about the power of questions. So reframing is such an important part of building that conscious resilience. So the winds are also integral to the orchestra, but... And this is a big but you cannot reframe when you are not regulated when your body goes into a stress response because it perceives threat which will happen hundreds of times a day one of the things that happens is we lose access to our thinking skills the pathways to our executive function skills in the frontal lobe and even to our temporal lobe where our language skills are housed So we lose most access to those areas. So we really can't be thinking properly when we are activated. There's a saying that says when emotions are high, meaning we're activated, intelligence is low. So what little access you do have to your thinking skills when you are activated, you actually want to use them to direct yourself to follow the steps to self-regulate. That is also why it's so important that we learn and practice self-regulating so we can almost do it on an automatic basis whenever we need to. And if it's on automatic, we actually require fewer thinking skills to access it. However, once we do regulate and our thinking skills come back online, that's when we can reframe. And there's so many different ways we can reframe things. I've talked so much about it on the podcast. And when we work together, again, we go much deeper on reframing. But the first place you can start is to become aware of your thoughts and then use the model, which I call the equation of life. And I talk about that back on episode eight. So go back there and listen. And I do have a free download for that too, that you can get in the show notes. Now, the third section is the brass. And the brass section covers what I call the third R, which stands for release. We want to learn how to release and process our feelings and emotions in the most healthy way possible. Our feelings drive everything we do. Our feelings fuel our actions and our actions create our results. So many of us want to feel good all the time and we avoid things that make us feel bad. Well, we actually need to learn how to embrace all our feelings, the pleasant and the unpleasant ones. Because when we can embrace all our feelings, we become unstoppable. We do not fear having emotions. We know that the worst thing that can happen to us is an emotion. So let me say that again. The worst thing that can happen to you is you feel an emotion. So think of your biggest fear. Your biggest fear is there because you do not want to feel the way you think you would feel If your biggest fear came to pass. But what if you learned how to deal with any emotion, how to tolerate any emotion? Think of how many obstacles you would remove from doing that. So, I also have a free download that walks you through practicing emotions, and I'll put a link in the show notes for that as well. Now, percussion is our fourth category, and the fourth are the fourth tool to use, and it is reconnect. And it actually has three parts to it. Reconnect with yourself is the first part. So we talk all about self-care, from the indulgent things to real self-care, where we also include setting healthy boundaries. We also look at self-compassion, which is mindfulness, common humanity, and loving kindness. And then we look at self-confidence and finally self-validation. Now there are actually individual podcast episodes for each topic. So make sure you go back and listen to each one. The second part of reconnect is where we look at reconnecting with others or building up our connections with others. Because as much as we know that self-care is important, in order to overcome things like stress and burnout and compassion fatigue, we need connection. We need each other. We need community. The research has actually shown that for women, especially when they're feeling stressed and burnt out, one of the things they naturally lean towards is what they call tend and befriend. So naturally reaching out to others to get support and give support. We are biologically wired for connection. So you need to be nourishing that. And then lastly, the third piece under this R of reconnection is your reconnection to a higher power or purpose or meaning. Having a purpose. And it doesn't have to be change the world kind of purpose. And it's fine if it is, but it can be much more simple. You can even have multiple purposes, but really it's finding your why. Then your why becomes your anchor, especially when things get tough. And we know for sure that in life, things are going to get tough. So these four tools, these four instruments, the strings, the winds, the brass, the percussion, when played together together, they create the beautiful music. Now, initially, when they're practicing, it often doesn't sound so great. So that's why we're still sort of stuck in this third phase. We are making music. It may sound clunky, but we are getting better. It's sort of like that first-year band that you you go listen to when you're kids. I remember when my kids started high school and a few of them took band and we would go to their concerts. And that first year, that first concert was a little bit clunky, but it was amazing with the practice and the time and the investment that they put in, how they were able to improve. So during this phase, you may make mistakes, but you just keep practicing and you become better and better and slowly you move into this final phase, which I will call the performance. Now, we still haven't talked about the last R, And this R is kind of an all-encompassing one because it refers to the conductor. This is the final important player in the orchestra, our final R, and I call it realign. So this is the fourth and final phase of performance. You are the conductor. And once you have mastered each instrument, your role switches. Now, there's a wonderful TED Talk of course, you know, I'm going to mention TED Talks by Benjamin Zander. He's an English conductor who is currently the musical director of the Boston Philharmonic Orchestra, and I think youth orchestra. And his TED Talk is called The Transformative Power of Classical Music. If you haven't watched it, please go do so. It's so, so good. Anyhow, he talks about the role of the conductor. The conductor of an orchestra doesn't make a sound. She depends for her power on her ability to make other people powerful. She is the guide, the leader, the inspiration. She pulls it all together to create the powerful piece. She has a vision and knows how the instruments all come together. She knows how to inspire them to come together toward their common goal, to have an incredible performance that moves and inspires those people around. So I teach my clients their need to become more aligned, to create that roadmap of who and how they want to live. Now, you may have the different instruments, the different tools, but the conductor is in charge of intention, the vision, the performance. Who do you want to be? Where do you want to end up? Essentially, it's just not enough to be in practice mode, to be living in default. You want to start performing and living deliberately. You want to have that meaning and purpose and lead your life according to your principles and values. Because when you do that, everything becomes easier. When you live with this integrity, decision-making, prioritizing, choosing becomes so much easier. So the conductor is in charge of pulling it all together and leading the orchestra, making sure all the instruments know their part, play their part, and come together. So in order for you to resolve and prevent stress and burnout and overwhelm and compassion fatigue, in order for you to create a joyful, purposeful, and resilient life, you need to first recognize where you're at, then move forward and focus on the five R's. Regulate, reframe, release, reconnect, and then realign. When you combine them all together, what you have is the most beautiful symphony, the symphony of resilience. I really hope that makes sense. I hope it gives you a better understanding of the stages and phases, better understanding of what it takes to create the masterpiece. And if you're interested in creating your own masterpiece, then reach out. I would love to talk more with you. Have a great week, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Building Resilience Podcast. If you're interested in learning a little bit more about managing stress, building resilience, and leading a more purposeful life, then make sure we're connected on Instagram and Facebook at Leah Davidson Life Coaching. You can also subscribe to my weekly newsletter at www.leahdavidsonlifecoaching.com forward slash newsletter. Looking forward to connecting.